Yo. <laughs> Thanks for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle Podcast. I'm 12 Kyle, but you already know that by now. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. You can find this podcast just about anywhere. All right, so check it. On this particular podcast, we're going to be talking about the greatest hip-hop album of all time. That's right. We're talking paid in full 30 years later. This album dropped July 7th, 1987. It's turning 30 years old, and we're going to break it down. And I got a special guest, man. My homie Eclectic is coming through, so you don't want to miss this. Sit back, relax, get your popcorn ready. I'll drop the theme music. We're going to get this podcast jumping. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's your boy 12 Kyle, 12 Kyle Podcast. Uh, you know what it is. We're talking about paid in full from Eric B and Rakim 30 years later. The classic, the classic that you all know and love. And as I mentioned at the top, man, it got a special co-host for this one, man. It's the homie. You know him, you love him, or you might hate him. <laughs> oh shit. Play hate me, wanna be me. There it is. He is the uh the, the creator of One Gotta Go, uh-huh. his own podcast. Uh, uh-huh. You can find him on Twitter at Tweet Rhymes Life, at uh-huh. One Gotta Go, uh-huh. uh, Collective Discussion Podcast. Uh-huh. Myriad of ways you can find this man. He was once the DJ for the Two Live Crew. That's right. Uh, the man who was. Who, I had the Me So Horny cut. <laughs> the man who famously coined the phrase cruising down the ad with my homeboy Boob. Right. It's your boy. Shout out, shout out to Steady B. <laughs> Shout out to Steady V and and and, and, and uh, the three times dope EST Robert Waller. Yo, one of the most accomplished rappers in the history of rap, sure. EST, because he's writing Beyonce songs. Yo, it's eclectic. What's up, yo? Eclectic in the building, man. What's going on, man? Yo, I'm living the life, man. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm living. I'm living. I'm feeling good. I'm I'm happy to finally be on one of these shows where you're talking about the classic classic albums i know everyone that's downloading the podcast everyone is streaming the podcast and tired of hearing you by yourself talk about these things <laughs> and they want another perspective and i'm here to save i'm here to save the show there he is there he is sosa save our streets oh my gosh this guy Thanks. um so yeah but we're talking about paid in full man this album uh dropped July 7th, 1987, 30 years ago, man. It's hard to believe it's been 30 years, man. You old, man. I wasn't even alive when you <laughs> I was alive and kicking. So I'm, let's start right there, man. I know you you have a perspective on this. Let, but before we get into the album, man, talk about your memories of just this, just the landscape of hip-hop in 1987, just before this album dropped. Well, 1987 is is a is a good year for hip hop. It is um, it is pre the greatest year of hip hop, um, which is '88. So a lot, this is the thing about um, hip hop back then: songs that would come out on albums 
you would hear the singles like a year before. Exactly. So you would hear uh, songs from the album that we're going to talk in 86. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, boys and girls that, that weren't around, there were these things called 12 inches. <laughs> And there were singles that people were released because back then you wasn't even guaranteed a deal. You was guaranteed studio time to make a a song or two, but you didn't get released on a full album. So people would just put out songs. But um, so around this time in '87, you had um, Eric B and Rakim was dropping songs in '87. Um, this is this is still bring the noise time with Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of noise, kill that noise. MC Shan um, was was out, so so you so you still had the bridges over. You had the bridge wars that was going on in '87. Yep. You had um, uh, Freaky Tales was on the West Coast. Um, you had Dope Man. NWA was 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 out six in the morning. So you had so many different kind of. Songs and MCs and raps. I mean, think about it. You had um, "It's My Thing" um, by EPMD. You had "Top Bellin." You had uh, the Yo Bum Rush Show, uh, Public Enemy stuff. You had um, "Rock the House" mm-hmm. with uh, Eric. I mean, not Eric. I can't remember, with DJ Jesse Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, you had uh, Tila Rock was still making songs. Data Dane was making songs. <laughs> I mean, just rhyming with Biz with uh, with Kane and Biz. so at the time, even at the, how you like me now. There you so, go. So um, at the at the around this time, you had a bunch of dope songs and 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 classic Hall of Fame artists making records, and then. This album came. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It, it was. Uh, I, I agree 100, percent man. It, it. I think that time frame, at least for me, I was really just getting introduced to hip hop. I mean, like I had been a Run DMC fan, Houdini fan, and but I really right around 85, 86 is when I really started immersing myself in hip hop, and it was something that you know I kind of gravitated towards on a day to day basis. Even growing up in South Carolina, and I tell people all the time, like, we were always, <laughs> and, and, and ladies and gentlemen listening, uh, there was no internet. So, you know, you got your music from the radio or, you know, family would send music, you know, via mail or something like that. So it wasn't like you could just, you know, push a button and hear, you know, what was playing in L.A. or what was playing in New York or what was playing in Miami. Um, but yeah, man, I, I was the same way. I was really just really getting immersed into the music, but all of the groups that you just named just now and the acts and stuff like that, man, that, that was all of that stuff was really, really heavy. And it was so much of it. And it was so much of a competition to be good, you know, that the pressure was really like, you couldn't come out and be whack. I mean, if you, no, <laughs> you had to man, be, you had to be if, good. If you couldn't be super dope, you had to be super different. Mm hmm. That was it. Was no other way around it because all the people that I named, it was probably twenty five times that that dropped something. Yeah, something. They just weren't memorable. So I mean, back then you had to go for the crown. You had to show that you were dope, or you had to be so different that whatever you were doing. Just seemed dope because nobody else was doing it. <laughs> right, right, and people were just buying into it, just the fact that yeah, you were doing. They're like, shit, I don't, I don't even know what he's doing, but but this is kind of <laughs> dope because 
up until the 90s. So, because we're still talking 86, 87. Up, not until 89, 90 was there a such thing as whack and hip hop. Right. And and I want people to understand this. So the people that's listening, when you think, oh, somebody came out, that's no good. We don't like that. That didn't even exist because hip hop was so still new that you could get off just about anything. And the worst people would say is, eh, it's just not for me, mm-hmm. but somebody else might like it. Because there's a, there's, there's, I did a whole podcast on the Skinny Boys. I was the only person that liked the Skinny Boys. <laughs> you did. But, <laughs> it was but, a good podcast, but I, and I learned so much about the Skinny Boys. <laughs> but, but the fact of the matter is, it wasn't like, ah, they whack. It was just like, oh, I never even heard of them, or I heard this stuff, and I was like, ah, but that's not really Run DMC or EPMD, exactly. so I'm not really messing with them. But because nobody got dissed until about 89, 90. And then it was like, and and part of the big reason for stuff being whack is the album that we're discussing right now. That's true. That is true. So tell me, man, it's it's 19. Well, it didn't even have to be 1987. Tell me about the first time that you heard either a single from this album or when you first heard the album. Oh, it's crazy. In 86, I know for a fact. So this is the thing. You know how my friend just said he's in South Carolina and he here. So this is this is what you had to do. Uh, well, this is not what you had to do, but this is what happened with me. We had a dope college radio station. And I don't know to this day, I don't know who the DJ was on this college. I it might as well have been Chuck Chill Out or fucking Red Alert. Red Alert. Because I heard everything. This it was a it was a college radio station and it came on the, the hip hop portion came on at Saturday nights at eleven o'clock. Yeah, always had to be late. It was eleven o'clock. And what I used to do because I was when I was young, I, I would um watch Saturday Night Live. I I'm, I'm always been a big Saturday Night Live fan. So I would go into my room, turn on the station, and just put in a fresh tape, hit record. And I would record the entire show. Like every now and then, it would be a commercial. I'd go and see if I still had room on the tape. If I did, if I didn't, I'd flip it over, hit record. There you go. And so then the next morning, so Sunday morning, you know, you typically, you you uh, cleaning up or you playing because I was a heathen I ain't go to church <laughs> I would just hit play and have and just my mind I mean it would be brand new songs I never heard before and um, there was there was. I'm going to tell you like this real brief go ahead. On, that, on that college radio station I heard Eric B and Rakim for the first time EPMD for the first time Coochie Rap for the first time I heard um, the Choose Crew All Stars for the first time. I heard uh, D- DJ uh, Marvelous of Cash Money for the. F- I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, every class, everything. I don't know who this DJ was, but that was what got me into knowing everything about hip hop. So um, back then, Eric B. as president came on, mm-hmm. and. Um, I heard the song and and it was just it, it was just incredible. Um 
the the the, the baseline, um, and and it just, it was just not, nothing you ever heard before. And so after I heard that, I didn't know who it was. Okay, I just knew that it was a dope song. And so months later, and I still had the song on my um on my cassette tape. Mm-hmm. And so then months later, I heard um, my second favorite hip hop song in the history of hip hop, My Melody. Yes, yes, yes. And I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And, and this was back when we thought that Eric B was Rakim and Rakim <laughs> because, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't, didn't know. know, we didn't know any better. Um, and, and I heard that and, and we'll get into the album, but the only person I heard rhyme even close to that by then was G-Rap and LL. Okay. Okay. I had never heard anybody rhyme anything like that except for those two. Now it was people that was spitting some stuff back then. But with with any kind of patterns and 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 and, and, and crazy, crazy. Uh, the thing about him was he was rhyming about stuff that you didn't know exactly what he meant, but it sounded so dope that you was like, okay, uh, this is this is crazy. Like I remember one of the one of the things that he said. One of the things that he said. I want to. Um, Jesus, I can't think of it, but I had it wrong for years, mm-hmm. and it was a, it was it had something to do with Islam or something. And I was just like, oh yeah, at the end of one of his songs, he said "Peace to the Nation of Islam." I thought he said "Peace to the Nation that is long," and <laughs> and I thought he was talking about Long Island. I thought he was talking about Long Island. I, I didn't know what the fuck he yeah. said. Like, what the and, fuck is and there was no Google back then. You couldn't go. You couldn't oh. look up the lyrics. I didn't know what that was, but it was just sound dope. Mm. Um, but um, but yeah, the first the first thing I heard was Eric B for president, and and that song was, uh, and the, no, is Eric B is president. Yeah, Eric B is president. Yeah, because that's what happened. People um. People always got people always got that song wrong. Mm-hmm, they did, and people always thought it was. People always thought about thought it was Eric B for president, but it's Eric B is president. And and back in the day, back then, and I'm going to wrap this up so you can tell me your thoughts. But when you made a rhyme your the the intro to your rhyme was so important because that was the hook that was what mm-hmm. got you in mm-hmm. that's what told you if somebody was dope or not whether they even whether they even got you and when i came in the door i said it before i never let the mic magnetize me no more i was like what 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 what, what is that <laughs> what is it? came in the door what, what he said it before this is the first time i hear it what did he right. say before? i never heard him say anything before who is this guy right and so uh, it's fight me, fight me, invite me to rhyme. I can't hold it back. Take it off my coat, clear my throat. The rhyme will be kicking until it. I mean, this he nobody rhymed like that. And the best thing came right after that. He said, "My mind 
remains refined, all kind of ideas, self-esteem makes it seem like the thought oh, took, took years. years. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm the self, I'm confident I'll make it seem, hey man, the, this is back when we would dissect lyrics, and this is back when the, the, the hip-hop buying public was still smart. Mm-hmm. And still intelligent. And, um, Kooji Rap said in, a, in an interview when they were talking about the, um, quote, mumble mumble rap oh mumble rap uh, rappers it's sad you know I'm paraphrasing but the reason why it's selling and, and people is like you you react to the level of your intelligence mm-hmm. like you're entertained to the level of your intelligence like so back then we we were still in school and we were trying to learn stuff we would listen to music and rewind it and try to learn the words the words right we would go into the dictionary and look up what that word meant or we would ask our parents what does what is self-esteem we were so thirsty for knowledge we would ask and try to find out what was it that i just heard and so instead of now, people purposely don't even enunciate. Right. right. Because what the message, what you're trying to say, really isn't important. No, it's really it's not, not important. So um, it's just, you know, it's, it's just it's just things like that. Um, Eric, B, Eric B is president. It was the first song that I heard. And um, it was it was it was incredible. And it, it even created slang. It created new words. It created first time I've ever heard things. Uh, no tricks in '86. It's time to build, build, build. What? Oh shit! That's 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 dope. All right, I'm I'm gonna. Hey, yeah, let's build. Right. You know. Right. That's that's the thing. And 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 the the last thing, the last thing I'm gonna say about this song because it's the first thing. And to this day, and I'm 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 quote unquote a hip hop historian, and I know everything about everything uh, back in the day. But thought I was a donut, you tried to glaze me. I still don't know what the fuck. I still I really don't get. I, I mean, I get it. I, I I interpret it as she's trying to play him, right? Make him try to play him for a fool but the fact that he used that glazed donut that had nothing to do with any other part of the entire but that was a quotable though and we said it to everybody yeah you think I'm a donut (laughs) (laughs) trying to glaze me yo this girl tried to glaze me oh man man. you you took me back with that one man I I agree man this much like you the first song that I heard was and and I've talked about on previous podcasts um First song, song I heard was Eric B. as president. I was, I just happened to be, I would go to New York for the summers uh, with my family. And um, we were, I'll never forget, we were in New York City and me and my mom were walking down the street and somebody was playing this from their car. And I had never heard the song, didn't know who Eric B. and Rakim was or anything. Because because music, it hadn't made its way. That music hadn't, the album wasn't out at the time because this was, this had to be the summer of 86. So the album came out summer of 87. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the guy's playing Eric B as president. And I stopped and like literally in my tracks and I started walking over to this guy's car to hear what it is. He's, and he's got like one foot out the door and he's just he's just lounging. He ain't paying me no attention. He's just sitting there vibing, listening to the music. And my mom kind of stopped. And she was like, boy, come here. Like she 
she kept walking and she didn't realize that I had stopped behind her to, to go stand by this guy's car to hear what he was playing. But it blew my mind. And um, so she finally pulled me away from the car and we went on. And then I heard the song again before I left New York. I heard it on the radio and the DJ, and it, it might've been Red Alert, I can't remember, but the DJ said, yeah, this is the new Eric B, Eric B and Rakim. And so I forgot about Rakim. So when I came back to South Carolina, I was telling all my boys, like, yo, you got to hear this new Eric B, man. Eric B is dope. And literally, by the time the album comes out, we don't get it until, so the album dropped July. Mm-hmm. Man, we didn't get it. We might have right. got it in, like, September. December. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it was only because I had a couple of neighbors in my neighborhood who had family in New York. And so what they would do is they would take do the same thing that you were doing tape stuff off the radio and send the tapes down to South Carolina and send so we would you know at that time we didn't have any money or anything like that but everybody could get their hands on a cassette tape get a cassette tape get a dub and you were good and so that was my introduction to it man but I would I like much like you I had never heard anybody sound like Rakim before and I was like yo I don't know who this dude is where he's from but like his his and I remember when I finally bought the tape uh, never forget went to Ray's record store in my hometown, Florence, South Carolina. Shout out to Ray's, and um, you know I just remember staring at the album cover or the tape because they had cassettes and and um, and with vinyl. And so I was looking at the vinyl, and I and to be honest, I really wanted to buy the tape and the vinyl, knowing damn well I wasn't gonna be able to play it on my mama record player. Mm. So. I ended up buying the tape, man. It just, and then we had the liner notes on the inside and stuff like that, man. But it was, it was, it was incredible, man. I think that was my first introduction to this album. And obviously it, it is one of my favorites. I, I'm not going to say one of my favorites. This is my favorite hip hop album of all time. Um, man, I still, I still say to this day, I mean, and, and, and we debate, you and I debate, and there's a lot of debate on Twitter. There's a lot of debate with my other boys. And I've, consistently said this for my entire you know adolescent to adult life that paid in full is the greatest hip-hop album in the history of hip-hop and nobody has nobody has said but what about (laughs) nobody has ever said hey but i've never heard a hey but ever no no you can't and it and this is an album, obviously, we're talking about it on the 30th anniversary. This is an album that has clearly stood the test of time. And it, it just, it's its something, and we'll get into it in, in a second as we get into the tracks. Uh, it's something that I think if you, li- if you listen close enough, uh, that you can learn from this album every time that you hear, you hear something different, whether it be something sonically or lyrically or what have you. Um, I tell you what, let's take a quick commercial break. We're going to hear from the God. Uh, Rakim Allah and then on the other side man me and E gonna break down these tracks uh, mm. so sit tight we're gonna drop the commercial we'll be back in just a second hold tight yo Rakim did you ever imagine when you guys were first doing these records you were first writing these rhymes did you ever think about a day when you would be celebrating the 30th anniversary of this seminal album never man never you know what I mean um, as cocky as cocky as the rhyme sound you know what I mean I had no idea that it would have an impact like this man so it's a blessing to not only um you know um be a part of this 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 game man and this and this legendary um you know status man but being able to be here thirty years later and and you know have a show man and everybody come down and enjoy themselves I would have never never expected that. Welcome back. It's your boy, 12 Kyle, in the mm. building. My man, Eclectic. We're talking about 
paid in full, man. 30-year anniversary, 30 years later. Like I said, I got my man Eclectic in the building. All right, man, so let's break down these tracks, man. This this album, and ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to fill you in on a little secret. Uh, mm. if, if you listen to me and Eclectic, you've already heard this before. At least you should have because anytime we put a, put a podcast out, people listen and they, they enjoy what we do. But I was on this man's podcast. I can't even remember which podcast it was, but it was here recently. Um, and we were, t- we were talking about my melody. Mm. And we were talking about the initial. Oh, yeah. When I blew your mind with the joint. <laughs> and it goes back to what. And I'm going to play this for you. My favorite Rakim song of all time. And my second favorite hip hop song of all time is My Melody. Yes, sir. I loved my melody since the first time I heard it. That came out in 86. Because mm-hmm. it came out before the album came out. It was a single. It came out in 86. And at the uh, recording of this episode, it is 2016. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's 30 years. Five years ago, I was listening to the song, and then I said, oh, shit. I just realized what he said in the first few words of the song. <laughs> and I called, I called one of my boys and said it, and he was like, damn, I didn't even realize that either. <laughs> Everybody that I even, everyone that I told, they say, you know what? I've been listening to song for years. I never peeped that out either. He says, "Turn up the bass, check out my melody, hand out mm-hmm. a cigar. I'm letting knowledge be born. Be born. My, my name is the R. R." Which is just okay. He's like, "Yo, come on, you know, let's get it." But back in the day, when you had a child, they passed out cigars. Like it's a boy. It's a girl. And you were smoking. <laughs> See, this guy's laughing because he just now picked it. He just now at the at the recording of this episode, he I just lit the match. I just lit the light bulb on him. This is not planned. Yo. For real. He said, hand out a cigar and let knowledge be born. Like knowledge the, the, be born, the, right. You see, Yo. what I'm saying? you see what I'm saying? I never yo, for real. I never <laughs> thought about it like that. That's what I'm saying. Until just now. Right. I'm letting knowledge check out my melody, hand out a cigar, I'm letting knowledge be born. And so Yeah. That's what a lyricist was. Wow. <laughs> Thirty years later, this man live on air. He just figured out, damn, he says dope ass shit. <laughs> That's what a lyricist brings to the Yo, you table. Just, you just really messed up my head just now, for real. Wow. <laughs> right. That's how dope this dude was. You can listen to something, and I had heard my melody a thousand times. And when you listen to the first part of the song, turn up the bass, check out my melody, hand out a cigar, I'm letting knowledge be born, and my name's the R. 
so I never equated the cigar and the birth. I mean, like, (laughs) and when he said this on his podcast, I just burst out laughing. He was like, yo, he's like, look, I got you. I got you. He's like, you never thought about that until this point. And I was like, yo, I never thought about that. Yeah, that, I mean, one, it's my second Which podcast was that? You remember which podcast that That was? That was, um, Jesus, that had to be, it wasn't the... I don't remember, man. I don't remember. I, I, I think about it, but but um, my melody, like I said, it's my second favorite hip hop song of all time. Faith, first favorite is Criminal Minded. There you go. But um, and I wasn't on the show because you know. Hey, um, um, <laughs> but so I always listen to that song. I have every version of that song, and and it was just one and there day. Are multiple versions, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely that. And um, it was a few years ago that I was just driving, and because that this painful album is one of my, when people when people have the discussions like, hey, if if you're going on a, a road trip, what's three albums that you you only can take three albums? Painful has always been one of mine. No question. And so, anytime I'm driving, if I if I feel I'm a little tired, if I feel like, damn, I need to really pull over, I'm getting a little. If I put that album on, I'm good because I'm gonna rap the entire album. Exactly. I'm gonna, I'm going to that. Is, so that is why. Um, and so it was a few years ago. I was listening to it, and I was just like, you know, my melodies come on. I'm like, hey, turn up the bass, check out my melody, and that is a girl. I'm letting up, yo. <laughs> and I was just like, and I, I was by myself. I had nobody else in tone. I was just like, I can't. This was like, this, what, this is 30 years later? This is yeah. like, this is like 20 years later. I'm still like, oh my God, this dude is so, he's so dope that 20 years later, I'm still finding jewels like, how did, what? And that's it, what hip hop is supposed to be. Yeah, man. This, 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 I mean, so, and I knew that nobody I knew had picked up on that. I knew, I'm listening, because I was like, I've been listening to this song in particular, I don't remember many times a year since it dropped because right. it, like I said, other than the criminal minded, this song is my favorite hip hop song ever made. And so, and I, 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 I told one of my boys, like, son. And then I told him on the pie, I was like, I have to share this with people. I was like, you know the song? Yeah, I love this song. I listened to, song. I listened to it yesterday. I'm like, but did you peep this? No. You blew my mind. And I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we were recording a podcast about something else. And when he brought that up, I just started like I, I I just my my jaw literally hit the floor. And he's like, see, he's like, you've been listening to it all this time and you never caught that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what hip hop is supposed to be. That's what it's supposed right. to do. When you can take when you can pick up jewels from it 10, 15, 20, 30 years later, that's what it's about. You know, it's not about some of this other BS that you know that you guys listen to. But anyway, that's another story for another day. Um, so the album starts off. I ain't no joke. Um, had a video for it. My, shout out to my man Flavor Flav in the video. Um, yes, you thought I ain't no joke, man. What would you think about that song? Well, this is what I'm gonna say. Um, um, uh, uh, a couple of years back, um, me and my friends were having a debate, and I even put this on Twitter. Um, and the thing was, um, if you were introducing someone to hip hop. And you could only play them one verse. What verse would you play? And um, I concluded 
that the first That's verse. Tough. I know, right? It's just like, no, but you know, you have a son, alien come down and say, <laughs> what is this hip hop? Being like, give me a sound. He's like, fuck, I gotta play them. I gotta play them. The first thing that I play them is going to introduce them to hip hop and give them what they need to know. And so I concluded that the first verse, if I ain't no joke, is the most complete, perfect verse in hip hop history. Mm-hmm. So, um, if if the aliens came down and said, "What is hip hop?" If I ever had a child, please no. <laughs> and they wanted to know what hip hop was. I would I would play them the first verse. So, so it it starts. And this is the other thing. Back then. When you had a title, mm-hmm. the title of your song is somewhere in the first verse. It's usually one of the first words, or it's definitely the last word. People knew what you were rapping about because you would actually be rapping about something. You wouldn't have a song like I Ain't No Joke, but it, but the name of the song is uh, Butterfly, <laughs> Butterfly Pussy. It would just be, you know, so... So I heard I know Joe. I, I I can't even go on about how perfect yeah, it is. The first the first verse is. But here is the thing. As perfect as I feel the first verse is, the beginning of the second verse is the most quotable thing almost in Rakim's catalog. No, 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 no. That's not the second verse? I got a question. Oh, oh shit. How did I forget that? I mean, that, that was, I mean, nobody even cared about who could keep the average. It was just, I got a question. And serious as can. People used to say it a lot. I got People a, still say it. <laughs> I mean, if we, you know, however many young uh, years of age, we don't know nobody with cancer. There are people that died of cancer back then. But we was listening to to that. And um, um, the, the, things that, the things that popped out to me, was that first verse? I can't even. Uh, hopefully, you'll play yeah, uh, part of. It. But um, the, the I got a question. Serious is cancer, um, and then as a as a budding uh, MC back then, who's who's penciling his own rhymes. Uh, yeah, I was nice, by the way. Um, but he did something. He said that. Um, he said, you can't, he said, so this is what we all sit down to write. You can't make it so you take it home, break, break it and bite. Use pieces and bits of all the hip hop hits and get your style down pat. Then it's time to switch. Put my tape on pause <laughs> and that's the more than yours. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I can't, even if I was thinking about biting, I can't bite it. You can't. I mean, he had already laid the groundwork. Like, this is so dope. And, and keep in mind, folks. This is his first album. This isn't somebody who has been established and this is, you know, their third or fourth album. I mean, he, the, the, the ability to rhyme and then be confident in your rhyme. And, and I don't, I don't want to use the word swagger, but the, 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 the confidence in the rhymes and everything like that was incredible. Yeah. You, this is dope and you can't even bite it. And, 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 and on top of that, he did something. This is, this is how dope even hip-hop was back then but he all right the song eric b is president came out before this mm-hmm. 
So that was people's introduction. That was that was that yeah, that was that was that. So then his album comes out and the first song is I ain't no joke. Mm -hmm. So most people, the only thing that they've heard was Eric B is president. Mm -hmm. What he does on I Ain't No Joke. Alright, here's the thing. When Eric B is president came out on the flip side in 86, on the other side of the single was my melody. Yep. And that's when I first that's that was the B side. That was the first time I heard it. But most people didn't really hear my melody. They heard I ain't no joke. Mm -hmm. So what but what he did and I ain't no joke, which is so slick and people don't peep this, he mentions the seven MCs. For my melody, right? Ain't no joke. And so when people are listening to it, so when you see me come up, freeze, or you'll be one, one of those, those seven, seven MCs. MCs. Now, normal, normal humans are like, what, what, seven, what seven MC? Who? Who? What seven? Who? Did we? I just got the tape. This is the first song. What seven MC? Who is he talking about? Who over here? And, and then people like me is like, oh. <laughs> Exactly. Family. So anyway, the, the song is incredible, and the fact that he he opens up the third verse with, "I hold the microphone like a grudge." <laughs> it's incredible because not only back then was it how you spit, it was how you hold the microphone. Exactly. And I hold the microphone like, like a, a grudge. grudge, and that was that was very important because that all you know kind of spoke to your persona as far as like you and your b-boy stance how you was gonna hold a mic and everything I, I, it, it was it was the small aesthetics of hip-hop that you know and the small nuances that really you know those things were so important back then i mean like Man, literally and, 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 one, and one more last thing as far as, as what you said with the small nuances in the same song <laughs> When I MC, I keep a freestyle going steadily. So pucker up and whistle, and whistle my melody. If you don't know what he's talking about, you're like, what? Pucker up, what are you? And people like us are like, because the beginning of my melody is the whistle. This is incredible. This is, this is, and to this day, that is incredible. So pucker up and whistle my melody. Yeah, he was previewing songs that, that <laughs> and we don't even, to this day, and I would love if I ever got a chance to talk to Rock him. I would love to ask him how they sequenced these songs because we know how they were released. Uh, like I said, Eric B. as president was the first single that was released and that came out in 86. Mm -hmm. 87, just before the album dropped, I Ain't No Joke came out and then I Know You Got Soul was the third song that was released from the album. But he's referencing these songs and if you're, if you're listening to it to the album in chronological order, he's previewing songs that have already been, and you're like, man, where, where's all this stuff coming from? When he mentioned the seven MCs, I was like, I mean, and for years that flew over my head. It's just yeah. that crazy. It's just that crazy. Uh, now, track two is instrumental track. Eric B is on the cut. Back in the day, I think, and you tell me what you think about this. E, uh, I thought this was very important because, and it's something obviously that they don't do in hip hop anymore because you know they well, phased, the DJ is dead. Yeah, yeah. The DJ is phased out, but. It's just Eric B scratching, and and that, and we saw that a lot, you know, with Eric B and Rakim, with uh, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Uh, we saw that LL and his DJs, where the DJ would get a feature. Uh, that would that would be uh, Cut Creator, Kamikaze, and Bobcat. Thank there you. There you go. There you go. 
So, what, what was your thoughts on, on uh, Eric B on the cut? Eric B is on the cut. Well, the 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 thought was, okay, this is a hip. I mean, back then, it wasn't really a such thing as a hip hop album. It was just this is this is you know this is what it is. This is a rap. This is we didn't classify it was just like this is what it is because it was our entire life it wasn't just we didn't segregate like oh that's a hip-hop album this is r and yeah. i was like no this is <laughs> this is the album this is this is an album this is this is music this is what it is um and at that time like you said it was par for the course for to have a dj cut you it was okay let me see him flex let, let's let's listen to it we it wasn't like oh why isn't he rapping? It was okay. There's the DJ cut. Okay, I, I was like, EPMD had Kayla Boss, had the Kayla Boss song on the uh, Strictly Business, and was which was dope actually. But um, so yeah, I just thought it was par for the course, and it, it it shows you how important the DJ was, and how um how important it was for you to respect Eric B as a DJ and respect the art form. That that was the second song on the album. Yes, because he could have put it at the end. Exactly, he at the end. exactly. Really good. Second, so it was like I'm about to get you. I'm about to get you crazy with this. Ain't no joke. Now, Mel and I listen to my man. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It, I mean, man, it, this was so crazy. And then we moved to track three. You know, the aforementioned my melody, man. Uh, I mean, this, like he, he said, this is his second. This is my favorite hip hop song ever. Um. I mean, there's so many quotables in the song. I'll just, I'll leave you guys with my favorite. I take seven MCs, put them in a line, then add seven more brothers who think they can rhyme. Well, it'll take seven more before I go for mine. Now that's 21 MCs, eight up at the same time. Yo. Yeah, we, I mean, when we heard that for the first time, we was like, yo. And I mean, he used the, the, the seven in the theme of, you know, the 5% nation, Islam, the whole nine. Man, I was just blown, I, even to this day, when it, when I look at the lyrics, you're like, okay, what? How did he come up with it? Because keep in mind, Rakim wasn't he wasn't that old. He wasn't that young either. I mean, he, excuse me, he was he was relatively young when he wrote this. This is mm-hmm. crazy. Yo, on top of that, um, when we we talked about when we talked about you no know, joke, how he was alluding to you know songs that haven't been played yet on on the album. He alluded to a song that wasn't even on the album. It was on the second album. <laughs> he started the second verse said, so what? I'm a microphone fiend. Microphone fiend. At, what, 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 what? Oh, okay. And so then a year later, microphone, microphone fiend comes out. <laughs> That's what he was. Son, this is this is crazy. This is like when you watched Iron Man and at the end of the credits, you see uh, he said that was Sam Jackson. He's like, yeah, we're going to do the Avengers. Like, wait, wait, wait a minute, what? What are you talking about? So, um, yeah, that uh, the, he calls that the uh, seven MC theory mm-hmm. because he's mentioned the seven MCs, I think, on three different songs. Wow. Um, and and I, I caught it on that song. Yeah, it's on. Um, it's, uh, so he he's, he does the seven MCs on my melody. He mentions the seven MCs on I Ain't No Joke. Ain't no joke. Okay, okay. And then on his others, on his album, I want to say The Master. Okay. Or something, he mentions the seven MC theory. 
And then it's on another song. And by the end of this podcast, I'll remember. But you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned so mechanic. But um, but uh, this song, the scratching, the scratching in this song is incredible. See, one of the things, if you listen to me, or you, if we ever get to listing our favorite, our ranking, our favorite personal hip hop songs, scratching. Very important. Always will always win me over, and and Eric B just went crazy. Um, the the seven MCs um, is is a quotable. Um, I got I uh, one of my favorite things he said was um, which with, with wisdom, which means wise words being spoken. Too many of what time? Watch the mic start smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 oh. Right after he said the seven MCs, no fessing, no messing around, no chewing, no robbing, no buying, biting, wild borrow, the slob will stop trying, fight, and to follow my usual style. What usual while it falls water? I flow in the now. So many rhymes, you want time to go for yours. Just because of applause, I have to pause. Because my strategy has to be tragedy, catastrophe, and after and this, you'll come in. Your Majesty, son. And this just says, this just says, my melody. I can't. That song is so perfect. Putting blurs and slurs and words that don't fit in a rhyme. Why waste time on a microphone? I take this more seriously than just a poem. Rock from party to party, backyard to yard. I tear it up, y'all, and bless the mic for the gods. Come on, mm, man. Mm, oh. Yeah. I mean, like I said, 30 years later, man, it still resonates to this day. Uh, track four, I know you got soul. He's got the James Brown sample, man. Another banger. Um, this song, I guess in, in, in 2017, you could call it a club song, but it wasn't meant for the club. He was spitting on this one. Yeah, and and again, in the in the tradition of Rakim, he's the the first stanza, the first bar, if you will, is always gonna hug you. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a strong rhyme to step to. Think of how many weak shows you slept through. Time's up. Sorry, sorry, I kept you. Like what? I just like, hey, dog. Just so. Um, what I like, what I like the most, or one of the things I like the most about Rakim was he seemed like he just sat around and thought about rapping, or he listened to music like twenty four seven, like I did back in the day. Cause it, um, uh, so you sit by the radio, hand on the dial, soon as you hear it, pump up the, dance with the speaker till you hear it blow. They plug into my headphone because here we go. And so I was just like, he was like, yeah, that's like he was saying, like, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm right. I'm that's exa- I mean, so um, the 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 you guys, the, everybody was with the James Brown samples. Um, um, he he, it's so many things that he said in the in the in the the song that you. You listen to it like one of the th- one of the best compliments I could give Rakim is his lyrics were so dope 
that you wanted to hear them again mm-hmm. before you were done hearing them. Yes. Like he would say something and you're like, what, wait a minute, I just, I don't even want to hear the next thing. What did you just, why did you say that? Why are you, that, I mean, he would just say so many things. He had, us, he had us run into the tape to press rewind a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and this was back then when, when, cause he didn't, he would say he's the R. And he would say, you know, every now and then he would say his name, but a lot of people, they would just see it. Mm-hmm. And they would be like, Rakeem, Rakeem, Rakeem. <laughs> and, so, and so my man comes through and says, I got soul. That's why I came to teach those who can't say my name. First of all, I'm the soloist, the soul controller. Raquel, get stronger. It's like, oh, like, are you serious, dog? Yeah. And so my favorite, my favorite thing he said on the song, this, and this is one of my favorite Raquel bars in the history of Raquel and, and history of thing. He said, "Whoever's out of hand, I'ma give them handles, light them up, blow them out like candles." <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Yo, stop it, man! It is crazy that that's that song again. It's so many things that you can and, and, and folks, we're we're going through song by song, but literally, we you really, honestly, and truthfully, could do a podcast on every song. I mean, it, it, it's it's that intricate to break it, to break it down. You, mm-hmm. we could do. All right, um, today is I know you got soul. And it'd be, it'd be at least like a half an hour. At least half, yes, half hour. At least half hour. Um, track five do, was uh, "Move the Crowd." I might want to do that. Would you say? I might. I want to do that on my show. I might have to break it down. <laughs> Go ahead, do it. Do it. Um, uh, track five is "Move the Crowd," uh, and 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 I'll go back to something that you said at the beginning, man. Like his opening stanza, and and that was if you if for those of you listening who weren't around in 1987. That was the thing. Like you really had to capture your listener's ear with your first couple of bars, because back then you could lose somebody, right? Mm-hmm. So this particular song, he starts off standing by the speaker. Suddenly, I had this fever. Was it me or either Summer Madness? Now, Summer Madness refers back to the Cool and the Gang song, because mm-hmm. I just can't stand around. So I get closer and closer. I get the better it sounds. My mind starts to activate. Rhymes collaborate. Because when I heard the beat, I just had to make something from the top of my head. So I fell into the groove of the wax and I said, come on, man. Nobody does that. Nobody. I mean, like, you could picture picture him doing that and I could picture me doing it. Just just standing, it's just like, man. Mm." And then you start hearing the beat like, Man, I got it. I'm about to write. I got this. is This is crazy. <laughs> um, one of the things about this song, and to this day, as as we are recording this podcast, mm-hmm. because I, I honestly, 100 percent hear at least two songs from this album every week. Mm-hmm. But I have a standing inside personal. This is just a personal inside joke. This is just me. Okay. It's an inside joke that is just me. If you have the correct version of this song, in the beginning, it's but it no, but it pauses. Okay. 
like that. It just, it just goes. Dun, 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 dun. You're right. Uh, I've heard um, that one. And then it goes. So, so if you had a proper version, that's that's like the original 12 inch joint. So I, that's the only version I listen to. So every time that song comes on, no matter what I'm doing, mm-hmm. when that part pauses, I stop. I stop whatever I'm doing. It's funny as fuck. It is. It is hilarious. So if I'm driving, I'm listening to the song. I take my foot off the gas. <laughs> you stupid man. And then I was like, I was listening to it the other day. I was walking to the mall. I was walking to the mall, and um, to get to the mall, I had to walk through the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I was just listening to it. In the I stopped in the parking lot. It's just me. It's so fucking funny. And it's a pregnant pause right there. So it, the pause is what? It's about two or three seconds. It's a couple of beats. It's like yeah. Two, three, four. No matter what I'm doing, if if it's on and I'm talking to somebody on the phone, I just stop talking. Until that, until that beat comes back on, it's so fun. It's just just a little, just a little inside joke for me. But every time, and I want to say that version. Correct me if I'm wrong. You may, you you may not remember. I think that version is the version that accompanies the video because there is a video for uh, Move the Crowd. Yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. But um, but but that that is that's so funny. Literally last week, I was walking through the ball, walking through the ball, and it's just I was just like, <laughs> and I was not gonna move until the, the, the came back on. It's so but, folks, but there are there are different versions. So yeah, there's a version that when the intro comes on, it plays all the way through, and yeah. then there's an album version that gives you that pause. It should be on most, but I think if you have like. Spotify, iTunes, it might not be on there. So yeah, you probably don't. when you finish listening to this podcast, you listen to Move the Crowd, check for the pregnant pause at the beginning of the album. I mean the beginning of the song. Um uh, what one of the things and, and I think what we should do if we can, if we if we can, okay, is say our favorite bar and line from from each song because this joint, like how you did the beginning, the mm-hmm. beginning is is classic. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. That's my favorite uh, bar. My favorite. And this is one of the most clever. Listen, I know that we got punchline rappers these days. Me, these days that say a lot of clever stuff. It's a lot of slick stuff, and and some of it takes some thought, but some of it is just it's kind of obvious. But this man said, "Some of you've been trying to write rhymes for years, but weak ideas irritate my ears. Is this the best that you can make?" Because if not, and you got more, then I'll wait. <laughs> but don't make me wait too long because I'm going to move on the dance floor when they put something smooth on. <laughs> hey, man. He's like, he's listening like, hey, man, what, is, what are you talking about? That's that's all you got? I mean, no, you got some more? Okay, hold on. Go ahead. Right, right. Ahead. <laughs> yeah, because if it's not dope, I'm heading to the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, like, like but, I mean, while you flipping through your notebook, if you, if you don't, I'm about man. I'm about to go dance, man. I ain't even. <laughs> that's right. Crazy. I ain't even got time to listen to you. I'm gonna go dance. That is crazy. Yeah, man. man. That another another banger. Like I said, it was a video for it, man. Uh, <clears throat> then you move to track six, which is the title track, uh, "Paid in Full." Um, it it goes without saying, man. There's a lot of quotables, a lot of hip hop quotables uh, on every song on this album. Um, Damn man, I would probably say again. I go back to the beginning. Thinking of a my favorite bar. 
thinking of a master plan because ain't nothing but sweat inside my hand. So I dig deep into my pocket, all my money spent. So I dig deeper, but still coming up with lint. Now, let me stop you right there. So if if you ever been broke, <laughs> man, man, I have been broke in my life. Not dirt poor broke, but I've been broke. Where you dig in your pocket and you know ain't nothing in your pocket and you dig a little deeper to see if maybe you got a couple quarters at the bottom part of your pocket and there's nothing there. That part of the song really resonated me because like, you know, when you were a kid and you go to the candy store or whatever like that, or you go to the candy lady, you trying to get every cent that you have. And sometimes you dig into your pocket and your money's gone. You're like, okay. And you know you, you know when you dig in your pocket that you don't have any money. But, right. but you dig anyway. Yeah, man. So that that so he goes on. So I start my mission, leave my, leave my residence, thinking how can I get some dead presidents? I need yeah, that money. Was the first I need time, kid. That was the first time I ever heard the term dead presidents. Same here. Same here. Never heard it before in hip hop prior to that. I never heard it in real life. Either. No, period. Never heard it. So yeah, yeah that that that's my that's my line. What, what's your favorite line on this one? Um, at the time, at the time it was honestly um, a pen and a paper, a stereo tape of me and Eric being a nice big plate of fish. <laughs> I was just like, hey man, what, I, you know what? See the thing back. This is one of the things about hip hop back then. It was relatable. Mm-hmm. They, he's going to talk about the, a stereo and tape and and some and some fish. It was, because back then, hip hop stars or rappers was just like us, except for they had a microphone and an album out. If you saw them at the time, they was just they was in the same stores buying the same stuff. They was wanting the same things that everybody else wanted. It wasn't like now where it's like yeah, check out my Maybach. Like well, <laughs> I can't right. fucking have oh look at these stacks of hundreds that we got. I'm like what? I can't relate to this. Look at look at the pool with seventy five supermodels by right. and pouring liquor all over. We I can't. We I don't. But back then it was my Adidas. I'm like yeah, you know what? I got some Adidas too. <laughs> I got the exact exactly. same ones. I can relate. I have, the, I have the exact same ones you have on your feet. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, so 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 back then, that so that that was relatable because again, like I said, um, you know, back then I'm I'm writing too, and I'm like, yeah, this is me too. Um, one of the more one of the most iconic parts of this song, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what happened to peace? Peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, back then you couldn't leave. Anytime you left somewhere or you was going somewhere, you were seeing somebody for the last time, you say peace. That was common. That was and everybody wanted to say hip, everybody wanted to say peace in hip hop. Yeah, it was just like just turn the bass down. Let's keep on rocking. We out of here. Up, up. Yep. Yo, what happened to peace? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That that part again. Another part of the classic song. Um, you can't go to the next song without mentioning the remix. Oh yes, yes. Because 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 back then. It wasn't no remixes. Mm, no, this was no. one of this is one of, if not the first remixes. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, and because the original song got a little bit of play, but right. the remix was on every radio station. Exactly. Because and it had that that the yeah, 
I don't want to sing it, but you know what I'm talking about, the little Arab lady or whatever. Which, yeah. which, 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 at least for me, I'd never heard anybody sound like that in hip hop, or at least use that kind of sample. You know what I'm saying? The, um, yeah. Well, well, the thing was on, um, they kind of got in trouble uh, <laughs> on that because the um, the original the original joint. Um, they didn't get really uh, permission oh, to do okay, that okay. Uh, to use that sample, and so um, they uh, they it was uh, it was an Israeli check, mm-hmm. and um, uh, something about the gates. Uh, even if the gates are closed, heaven will never be closed. That's what the, that's what it says. Oh wow! So, yeah, that's uh, news to me. <laughs> like, I, 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 listen, when back then, man, if it was anything, I could find out, man. But um, yeah, it was um, so it was it was it was that shit. She was uh, she was singing like it was like a Hebrew poem or something. Okay. But um, um, but that remix, the pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump that bass. I mean, that shit was crazy. If that was that was on so much, I got tired of that damn song. Because then I can see that. I can see that. Because then they had that remix, which was like the official, unofficial remix. Uh, for those of you listening, you're gonna look for it. it's called the Co-Cut remix. Um, but then Mars M dot A dot R dot S dot. They had the song was pump up the volume and it sounded like it was it was Raquel pump up the volume but it was a totally different song it wasn't um paid in full but they played it a lot I don't know if you remember that song mm-hmm. but it was like pump up the end it was ridiculous but so that song though just Raquel saying pump up the volume it wow. just just blew everything up so so that remix and also the fact one of the most quotable things like me and my friends and casual conversation, we just fit rap quotes. Of course, of course. something pops up, is it? And anytime somebody says either "Who are we with?" or "We rolling," I would say, "Hey man, we rolling with Rush, Rushdown Management." <laughs> <laughs> You'll check this out. That's every time somebody says, "Hey man, who's such and such with?" I'm like, "Man, they with Rush, Rushdown Management." <laughs> At the beginning of the song, they like, you know, Carl Lewis is our agent, word up. Right. The care for Broadway is our record company. Indeed. Okay. So we're rolling with that. We're rolling with Rush. Rush Town <laughs> Management. Just our Russell Savings uh, management company, by the way. People right. didn't know that. Yeah, um, we had no clue, clue who that was. And the only way. He's, he's going to react, but the only way that I knew that back then was because it was mentioned on. You're a liar. You're a lie on LL Cool J's radio. It was like, it was like, I do remember that. I do remember that. That's only why I knew what it was because Russell Simmons was was the liar on the song. Exactly. But um, also at the end of the song, it was, yo, check this out. You go to your girl's house and I'll go to mine because my girl's <laughs> definitely bad because it took us too long to make this album. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. That I was just, dope. This goes back to the relatable thing. Mm-hmm. This was it was just like, hey man, let's go to your girl's house, man. My girl's mad. I'm about to, let's let's get out of here. 
It, it wasn't like, yeah, I got uh, holes in every every. <laughs> can- <laughs> like, am my girl mad? Can we? Can we? Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Yeah. And that's so. the thing, man. It, like you said, it was so so relatable. Um, the then you go to the next track as the rhyme goes on, which had a crazy baseline. Sonically, man, this underrated album, song on this on the album. Very much so. Very much so. Um, I love this track, man. This is one that I just. This is one that I think really really resonates with me over a period of time. I remember and like my favorite line in it, and I I didn't catch this line until like. Maybe about ten years ago, I was listening to it, and he, the part where he says, "I draw a crowd like an architect." The fire burrows react, and the islands attract. Mm-hmm. And it made me think, like, so, so like, I'm a, anybody knows me knows I'm a huge geography, geography, geography. I'm getting tongue tied. <laughs> huge geography buff. So I know how New York City is set up. And he said, "In the fire burrows react." The islands attract, so I is, so I could kind of picture the five boroughs and how they are ge- geographically coming together, and I was like, "Yo, like it just it's little things like that that I pick up over a period of time that really stand out to me, man." But this is a dope ass track, man. Love this. Yeah, this like I said, I think that is one of the most under. It is. It's not one of the most. It is the hands down. It's the most underrated song on the album. It's probably one of it's probably the most underrated song in his catalog. Um, but that beat, mm-hmm. just the, the baseline. Just think of like when you first got your driver's license, and it's like eleven thirty at night, and you just driving. <laughs> just that, and you just play that song. Um, my favorite joint. My favorite part on that thing was first off. I'm the R, the A to the K I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am? But but the other part right after that, he said, um, I had you biting your tongue for what a brunger recite, sucking on stage, and some say that don't sound like the voice on the record. I see what you mean because the system was whack, so I had to scream. <laughs> Yo, come, come on. Like, you would listen to him just be like, man, stop it, man. It's like some said that it don't sound like the voice on the record. I see what you mean because the system was whack, so I had to scream. <laughs> yeah, man. Even to this day, like you still, it's things said on this particular album and this particular song that have you scratching your head like, like, yo, how was somebody thinking like this and saying these things in 1987? I mean, again, 30 years, 30 years later, we're still dissecting and still vibing off this album but this this is like he said i agree totally the most slept on track on the album hands down and, and arguably one of the most slept on tracks in the uh discography of eric and rakim man that dude said that dude said <laughs> you listen to the man are you sipping away so eric eric Pick up the needle, yeah. Put it in the middle. Yeah. All right. Give me a scratch and turn my bike up. And, and, and <laughs> here's a little scratch. On it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey man, it's just makes the, the paid in full is the most comprehensive collection of hold your head and run out the room lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just you just grab your head and be like, hey man, what? How did he? Why did he say that? How did he come up with that? 
So I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he this album will have you running back to the rewind button, back at least for us back in the day. Now you know, fortunately now you can just you know, hit the little button and go backwards, man. But it, I mean, it was rhyme after rhyme. And then, again, people listening, we listened to this in '87 on a cassette tape. There was no CDs. There was no, <laughs> you know, yeah. there was no streams to download it from. So. We're literally sitting, you got your boom box there, you're sitting and you're pressing record. And again, it goes back to what he said at the top. It was very important for us to learn these complex ass lyrics. <laughs> that is why while we're doing this podcast, we are spinning our favorite bars because we listen to this thing. So it's not like we own lyrics.org. Right. We, this is, this is, this, this was life. And, and mind you, before he goes to the next song, as the run goes on, no chorus. This none, was just none. straight. Turn on the song, and he just rapped. Straight. That bars. was it. No, no hooks. No, hook, no nothing. Nobody singing. No uh, Aretha Franklin didn't come through doing the rhythm. <laughs> this was just. I'm just gonna run as as this rhyme goes on. Four minutes flat. That's all it is. Four minutes flat of just rhymes. That's it. <laughs> they, he he don't. Other than the little scratch that he gives you. I mean, it's just straight bars all the way through. Uh, then you go to track eight, uh, Chinese arithmetic. Now I know that Chinese arithmetic is not a, a, a fan favorite of my man over here. Uh, personally, I love it. Um, it's just, you know, Eric B scratching, uh, again, here again, it goes back to what I said a little earlier, 87. This was a time where the DJ could get a chance to shine. You you wanted, especially if your DJ was dope, you wanted to highlight your DJ. You wanted to feature him. You wanted to show how good he was. Chinese arithmetic, man. I just, there are no words on the song. It's just, it's a song, you know, I just vibe to. Now, he on the other hand, not a fan favorite of it, but I'll let him tell you about it. Listen, this is what it was. This is what it was. Now, I'm. I have the album. I have the tape, mm-hmm. and I'm listening to it. And he already had Eric Bias on the cut. I'm like, look, we're good. You're not Jazzy Jeff, <laughs> so you already had Eric Bias on the cut. And I'm looking, I'm like, what? it's only, it's like one, one song left. No, we can't. I need more of this dude. You can't just give me. You can't give. On, on on historically one of the shortest albums in the history of hip hop, you can't give a guy two DJ cuts. And so, not only can you not give a guy um, two DJ cuts, it's what if not the no because my melody. It's the second longest song on the yeah, album. It is. it is. It's just like um a whole episode of the Cosby Show. This this song, and so I'm like, I'm listening to it like, okay, oh, oh, some more water, okay. This is, what does that have to do with arithmetic? I don't understand. And so the mere fact that it was so long, and 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 we, he already had one, and he didn't do like any crazy tricks. No, none whatsoever. It was like the same kind of scratch through the whole thing. So I'm like, why? Are you subjecting me to this when you could rhyme me like go spit on it or something? So I just, I mean, as classic as this was, as as this album is, that is definitely that's that's a skip if if you're trying to really enjoy yourself. Eric B was on the cut, you can you can get with it, you know, you can get with it a little bit. It's the second song on the album, but Chinese rhythm would take 
that takes that's a, that's a strong lesson right there. <laughs> Man, and see, this is what I love about this podcast is because here's the thing: we're talking about a classic album. We're talking about the greatest album in the greatest hip hop album ever. And my man here says that there's a skip on it. That can happen. <laughs> you know, I don't want it to be, I don't want people to think like even, you know, that, you know, because I think sometimes people have a tendency to think that, you know, we, not you and I per se, but, you know, quote unquote, the old heads, you know, get on and wax poetic and say, you know, that these albums were just flawless or whatever. I mean, there may be a track on every classic hip hop album that you might not like. There might be one. There shouldn't be no more than one, I think. You know, if, you, if you're going to call it a classic. And we already know what a classic is, but that's another story for another day. But much like E, I think um, uh, Chinese arithmetic for me is cool. I don't have a problem with it. I've heard younger people, uh, younger millennials on Twitter tell me, yo, I don't understand Chinese arithmetic. I like the album, but I don't understand Chinese arithmetic. Probably scratching, bro. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not that, you know, it's not that intricate. It's, it's scratching. So it's not like you you, you you need a whole bunch to kind of figure this out. Um, so, yeah, you got Chinese Arithmetic. That's track eight. Then you go back to track, track nine, uh, the aforementioned Eric B. as president. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I'll tell you, man, as you know, I, I'm a father. Um, love my kids. One of the and, and I as a parent you have proud moments. Uh and, and you know, if, if your kids are good, or if you're halfway decent parent, you should have a lot of proud moments. Uh I had a proud moment, man, probably about six months ago. I mean I have pretty plenty of proud moments, but man, I'm I'm riding in the car and I'm not even really paying attention and I'm listening to backspin on the way home and I got my oldest son Dion in the car with me, right? Dion's seventeen. And so we're riding in the car and he's not, I'm not, I mean, we were talking and then we stopped talking and the song comes on and I'm not saying anything. I'm just kind of just vibing. I'm listening to, cause it's Airbnb's presence, you know, it's classic song. So I'm just sitting there just listening to the song and I'm not, I'm really, he's in the car with me, but I'm not really paying attention. And yo, the song comes on and he goes, first he goes, your dad, turn that up, turn that up. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> and so the, when Rakim starts rhyming, he's going word for word. Man, I'm looking over him like, you know this, and so I'm like, so at this point, yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. I was like, I'm like okay, let me see how much you. Every single word. I never said like, yo, you need to sit down and listen to this. I mean, I, I have a collection of CDs, and and I and I've talked about it on previous podcasts. My collection of CDs, my my collection of eighty, you know, CDs from eighty eight, ninety six, you know, mysteriously got missing from my collection and ended up in his room. You know, most parents might trip, but I was like, well, hey, if he gravitates toward my music, Boy, it and could I, be worse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And this is a kid who still listens to the Migos, so you know, I'm like, okay, so. I, you know, you can listen to Migos if you want, but the fact that you would come get a Red Man, or you would come get Public Enemy, or you would come get Tribe, or you would come get Airbnb and Rakim. I mean, don't go get Tribe. <laughs> he, he has the low end theory in Midnight, man. Oh, okay, all right, that's fine. Leave, any, <laughs> leave anything else you might find where it is. Uh, so, anyway, make a long story short. He knows this song word for it. And that, that was just a proud moment for me, man. As a hip-hop fan, as a father, I was like, yo, 
I never sat and taught him the words. I mean, he he was word for word. And when he said turn it up, I was like, huh? Yo, (laughs) yo, the one thing, and this is this is like um, what we were saying earlier about um, uh, move the crowd and um, and pay the full. You have to have the correct version. And what I say about it, because a lot of things just get changed as the years go on. I don't know exactly why, but here's 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 a test. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say part of the song, and you finish it. Okay. Let's let's, let's see. First, you said all you want is love and affection. Let me be your angel, and I'll be your protection. Take you out, buy you all kinds of things. I must have I must have got you too hot. And burned off your wings. Exactly. Now, most of ninety-five percent of the people that's listening to this right now, mm-hmm. when they go play the song, is gonna say, "Take you out, buy you all kinds of things, make them, make them, make them clap." Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I don't know where that came from. It wasn't like it must have got you too hot and burned off your wings was. Talking about sodomy. I mean, I don't. It wasn't like he was. Cursed. It wasn't a single curse word in the song. Right. Yeah, it's, I don't know where that came from. I don't. I don't know who authorized to take that line out because he says, "Take you out, buy you all kinds of things, and then make him, make him, make him clap to this." That does. <laughs> it, don't, it don't really work. I mean, somebody did some editing. I don't know if that was for radio. I don't know what that. And Why it, would it be? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. And that was, to be honest, that wasn't something I picked up on until about maybe about five, ten years ago, maybe. I remember I tweeted it. I tweeted it and said something to the effect of, "If you can do the rest of this verse." Then like something like you know your hip hop and you because people's like it, it gonna make them make them clap to this. I'm like, oh no no yeah yeah. So uh, and also on um um uh, was that um was it my melody where he, he actually curses but they don't play it. He's um he says um. So basic trouble is moist, scratching and cutting the voice, and when it's minus, when the rhyme is always choice. I wouldn't have come to say my name, but run the same weak shit. Yeah, it goes same weak. <laughs> if you listen, if, if you listen to another version, mm-hmm. it just sends the same weak putting word. And he don't say it. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. And, and you couldn't, you you couldn't really curse back then. Um, and I, and I, you know, what, man, it was weird. And you just said that, like. I never really thought about it. There's no curse words on this whole album. I mean, technically, technically it's not, but it, it is because he says the same week shit. I have the version where he right. actually says shit, but on the album, no, not really, no. And That's it's one of, crazy and it's one of the greatest albums ever created. And and he didn't have to curse. He didn't. He, only the only bad thing he said about a woman was she tried to glaze him. <laughs> right. He didn't even. He it didn't wasn't no dis- whole, No, he just tried to glaze him. Yeah, he, he, all he did was just spit rhymes, man. He, this is why I listen to current things and just think, just really, you can't just spit. I mean, 30 years ago, 30 years ago, any one of these songs that has lyrics on them mm-hmm. are better than, lyrically, 
and probably production-wise, but definitely lyrically better than the songs that's come out the past decade. No question. Ten years. Easily. And this is 30 years old. This is this is this album, these lyrics, these songs were made without the internet. Without Google, without a thesaurus online. This was made pre America Online. This was made <laughs> no internet. This was made with zero. This was made no with auto basic, tunes. This was made with <laughs> this was made with basic cable. This wasn't even. This didn't even have Netflix streaming. This was, and you can't compete with. I mean, I know you can't compete with. You can't compete with the grid. This is the Jordan of hip hop, but. You can't even be Pippin. You no, can't be no, Kerr. Nah. You, you can't even be Kerr. Nah, man. And that's, and, 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 I mean, uh, and it starts off. I came in the door. I said it before. I never let the mic magnetize me no more, but it's biting me, fighting me, inviting me to rhyme. I can't hold it back. I'm looking for the line, taking off my coat, clearing my throat. The rhyme will be kicking it until I hit my last note. Man, I I could go on, man. This this is great. I don't bug out or chill or be acting ill. No tricks in 80s. Like you talked about earlier. No tricks in 86. It's time to build. Okay, man. let's build. Yeah. No ah. tricks, man. I'm just, <laughs> and and again, and I and I will stress, I will stress. And, and listen, if you if you disagree with me, please, you know, tweet me at tweet rhymes life, at eclectic, whatever you want to. The first verse. If I ain't no joke, it's the most perfect, complete. This dude said, I write a rhyme and graffiti in. Every show you see me in, deep concentration, because I'm no comedian. I'm just, what? Crazy. Nobody was even rhyming words like that. I wonder how many people in 1987, this album dropped June 7th, 1987, I wonder how many people had to go back in the studio and recreate their, their album. Because I'm pretty sure this this album, well, I'm, I'm not going to say pretty sure, I'm, I'm, I know for a fact this album killed Career. He ain't did nobody, but it killed Career. Because they couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. And, and, and keep in mind, and Eclectic and I always talk about this, one of the beauties of being in hip-hop in that particular era was the originality. And you know you couldn't bite anybody. So when Rakim said this stuff, you couldn't your your record label couldn't say, "Hey, go in there and do what Rakim did." Yeah, <laughs> number yeah, because number one, there's no biting allowed. No biting allowed. And number two, like, hey man, I would that honestly, I would love to. I I I can't. <laughs> I don't know how he did that. I I would. I you know if I could bite. I would bite, but I cannot. Even if it's jazz or the quiet storm, I hook a beat up, convert it into hip hop. I don't know how to do that. Right. I can't. It's like I don't know how to run. Even though biting wasn't allowed, you might have caught it, got a pass if you even got halfway. But it was it was damn near impossible. I mean, there's no way that anybody could have duplicated. And and I remember somebody asked me, man, about. I don't know if I asked you about this. Somebody asked me about two or three months ago, like, yo, why hasn't anybody remade, you know, like a rapper do a remix or remake of one of one song from this album? 
No. Because you can't do it. No. And you're gonna mess it up. <laughs> that was that that should be that should be the end of your career if you tried to do that. And I mean, it's not to this a level, but it is one hundred percent the reason why I did not like Snoop. <laughs> you always go back to Snoop doing the vapors. <laughs> No, Lottie died. Lottie, oh, I'm sorry. Lottie died because Lottie died came first. I will never. I will never like Snoop. He claimed he was not like Snoop. I will never like. I was with him. Um, What's my name came out? I was like, okay. I mean, I gave my people like this stupid shit. And then, and then, Jenna Juice came out. I was like, okay, I can see why people like this stupid shit. And then his album came out. I was like, oh, so you got this album? I wasn't gonna buy it, but you got this album. Everybody had it too. I was like, let me, let me, let me, let me see. What, what, what is this? Um, go, go to, no, no, go to this track. Oh, hell, I'm out. I'm out. No, oh, never, never, never. I don't care what happens. He could say, yo, um, if there's anybody on Twitter with the name Ad Eclectic, I'm going to give you a million dollars if you just say you like me. I don't like you. No. No, I just I just oh, stay that is still dig, funny. I'll keep digging deeper and still coming up coming with Lent. There you I go. And hate that dude. Uh, now, if you had, I I I think now it's being produced. It, track ten was called the extended beat, which is basically move the crowd instrumental. Yeah. Um, so so that that's it, man. It's ten tracks. This album is only forty five minutes long. Uh, I don't have to spit to you guys the the accolades. It it obviously five mics. It I, I don't think the source initially reviewed it, but it's five. It's, it is the greatest hip hop album in his hip hop history, um, critically acclaimed. And again, you know, for the, especially for the, so those of you who are listening who are younger, this album didn't go platinum until. 1995. Last week, <laughs> 1995, <laughs> it went platinum. It came out in '87, and it went platinum in 1985. But, but, I mean, it, 1987. but again, again, and this is one of the things that that you got to think about. Hip hop was so new and so fresh, and people at the time were rhyming because they just loved to rhyme because it was a part of just it was just a part of life. Nobody cared. Nobody was trying to go gold. They was just making them. I just, look, they playing my shit in the streets. And I'm better than you. That's all. That's all that matters. That's all they cared. They're listening. I'm better than you. Now what? People didn't even rhyme about going gold until like 89, 90 something. And it was looked down upon. Yeah. Yeah, because people people's then like when Hammer started going platinum, people was like, oh, that's what, that's the thing. They oh, killed okay. Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> people went. I mean, think about when this came out. It there wasn't a rap category in the Grammys. Nope. There was, this was this was just this was just for us. This was supposed it, to be a fad. This yeah, this was supposed to be a fad, but this was just for us. This was. This was our music. This was our culture. This was, um, it was an American Music Award mm-hmm. for hip hop. Um, yeah, this this was this was it. The first Grammy, um, the first rap Grammy was '89. Wow. And, um, it was '89, and um, it was Parents Just Don't Understand. Parents, right, right. 
Supersonic, Wild Wild West, going back to Cali and Push It. Mm, those were, okay. Those were those were the nominees, which just about none of them were the best songs in 1989. By the way, <laughs> not even close. And no, parents just don't understand one. Yeah, and and um and Jesse after Fresh Prince uh, boycotted, said they weren't going. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, so this is eighty six, eighty seven. Then Grammys it was like, I gotta hear rap. There was no, there was no uh, BET awards. <laughs> no, 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 no bet, no bets. Um, um, fuck what? Ninety. Oh, and I'm gonna do a podcast about this. And I told you what the nominees were for the first ever rap Grammy. The second year was, I think I could beat Mike Tyson. Oh my God! Are you serious? Funky Cold Medina. Okay. Tone low. Bust a move. The great young MC. Fight the power. PE a uh, crew. And me, myself, and I. Ah. Daylight. Right? Daylight. Me, myself, and I. Fight the power. What one? Bust a move. So this is why. <laughs> this is why. So how does that happen? If you had know. said Daylight one, I'd have been cool. If you said PE one, I'd have been cool. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Bust a move. Wow. Bust a move one. And I think after that, they didn't even do rap again until like the 2000s. Oh, yeah. So, 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 you know, go ahead, uh, Chance the Rapper, enjoy yourself. <laughs> so, man, you have we it. We know right? the quality of hip hop that they pick. Exactly, go ahead. Exactly. So, so, man, you have it. We're, we're going to put a bow in this podcast, man. Before we get out of here, man, E, tell folks where they can catch you at, where they can vibe to you and, and see what you're talking about when it comes to this here hip hop. Listen, um, at Tweet Rhymes Life on Twitter, um, there's a handle there. And there's an Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast that you can find on um, Stitcher, mm-hmm. and you can find SoundCloud, and you can find in the Apple uh, Podcast app. There you go. Um, if you want to get down with some hip hop, I'm going to tell you this now as a, as a, as a disclaimer. We only go up to like 97. <laughs> well, if you're trying to get your J. Cole, Fetty Wap, Drake, uh, Migos. Migos, Childish Gambino, Schoolboy Q, Playboy Cardi, what he said, <laughs> if you're trying to get any of that, it is not going to happen. I'm going, I'm going 80. 83 to like 97 ish. That's about where it should stop. Yeah, so so but if you if you wanna learn, come check me out. If you wanna learn, come check me out because I'ma tell you I got beatbox songs and and, 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 and RB collaborations and, and, and spot out spotlights and skinny boys. What about the EDP? Hilltop Crustle. Um listen, it's also because I can't hip hop all the time. If you follow the Twitter handle at Eclectic, there's is that active? Yeah, it's active. Okay, I didn't know if it was active. Of course, it's active. How dare you? E C L E C T I K. There's also a podcast 
of the Eclectic Discussion Podcast. And the official Twitter handle for the podcast is at Podcast EDP. It's a lot of Twitter Twitter handles, mm-hmm. but at Podcast EDP. And there's um, here's a disclaimer though. I'm only going to about 1997. <laughs> Most of the things that is going on on that show was back in the day. Phil is nostalgia. What happened in the 80s? What things, well, how are things different from the 80s and the 90s to now? Things that happened in the 90s. It's not a lot. Only things that happens about things that's going on in the 2000s is comparison. It's just, oh, this is how we used to do it back then. Or this is what is different back then. Or get off my lawn. This stuff is awful. Back in my day, we didn't have to do that. But I'm telling you, it's entertaining. Um, uh, Eclectic Discussion Podcast, hashtag EDP, at Podcast EDP. Check it out. It's everywhere. And if you can't find it, then, you know, let me know. I'll, I'll send it to you. It is. It is. And, and, and occasionally I appear on these podcasts and make his podcast even doper than it really is. That, so. that, that is not a word. <laughs> that is not a word and it's not true. So, yeah. So, so yeah. there you have it, man. In the books. If you, I can't stress this enough. If for some strange reason you've never heard "Paid in Full," when you finish listening to this podcast, and this is the end of the podcast, so when this ends, do yourself a favor, go listen to it, come back and talk to us, tweet us, whatever, um, because you need to have this. You need to per- if you don't have it, if you don't own it, if you're a hip hop fan, even if you're not a hip hop fan, you need to go purchase this because this is a must have for anybody out there listening. So no doubt. once again, man, we're gonna wrap this thing up, man, for my man Eclectic. I'm your man 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks again for listening to another dope edition of the 12 Kyle Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. Five thousand. Yo, 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 Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. Yep. Yeah. What happened to peace? Peace. <laughs> <laughs> we gone, man. Peace.